0: The things with Shirley Hagel. This is Shirley Hagel. And today on the podcast is my friend Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, Shirley. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Me too. So, first, I'll tell them who you are. Um, Emily and I worked together at Green Pardo, which became Dream State. Um, We started in 2000. seven as assistants she is currently you are currently still there it is now 850 salon right yeah
1: yeah
0: um and you're still there we started as assistants you were right out of cosmetology school is that right
1: yes I just took like a couple months to like go home and visit my family between but yeah it was my first post cosmetology school hair job
0: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and I was like a few years into my career but it was my first like real salon where I had like real mentors and a proper assisting job and all of that. So we were in a little bit of a different place in our careers, but also somehow sort of still the same, Yeah, which I feel like kind of defines our relationship, like different, but similar, like the same. Like, I feel like we're very different, but we also like have a lot that makes sense for us. Um... Yeah, so that, um, and we used to always say that we shared a brain, and I was thinking about that this morning, actually, because I feel like we did share, like, we approach things differently, but also similarly when it comes to hair, so we, like, get each other. Do
1: you feel that way? Yeah, like, we meet somewhere in the middle, and I think that's with hair and life. We've sort of, like, it's like if there's a center point where we, we meet, we're, like, both of us are, like, in a little bit of a wave, and it keeps dipping in, and, like, we come closer together. I, I don't know. I feel like our approach and how we would start something hair-wise might be totally different. What we would end yes. up with would be similar. And, yes. and the way we would think about it and could talk about it would be similar, and yet, like, what we physically would do would not be the same.
0: Totally. And I always... It's so true, and I still, even though we can go so long without talking, I still feel like you're the person I would trust more than anybody to do anything
1: hair-wise. I was, it's just, yeah, yeah. I, well, I was telling someone the other day, they saw a picture of me with bangs, and I, they said it looked so good, and I was like, yeah, and I always loved having bangs, and they were so good, but one of the reasons I haven't done them <laughs> is because Shirley can't cut them for me anymore. <laughs> Stop. Because, oh, my God. Because the last time when I visited you and, in, in New York and we did, like, a bathroom bang trim, <laughs> um, I did not let anyone cut them. But someone was like, your, your bangs are getting pretty long. I was like, I know. Don't touch them. Surely cut them. I'm going to wear them as long as possible. <laughs> they were the oh best bangs.
0: I love that and that is totally going to be the photo that I promote this episode with. Oh good, that's perfect. <laughs> Decision made. Yeah. Okay, so it's New Year's Eve day. So oh, I almost forgot that. I know, happy New Year's Eve. So 2018, that is the year that you became a mom, am I right? Did you have her in
1: 2018? Um, or was it 20- no, 2017, but very oh end of God. Up. Yeah. Okay. cuz she's now already a little over a year old. Oh, stop. I missed her birthday. When did she turn one? The 21st. OMG.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you really, so you technically became a mom in 2017. But but really 2018
1: was the year of becoming a mom. Yes.
0: (laughs) Totally. So how, how is it going? How did it affect your career? How is it? I mean, it affects everything, right? Oh my gosh. Yes how has it been trying to kind of navigate like mom life and hairstylist life? I know that's probably
1: a very loaded question, but yeah, where to start. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, so it's been, I mean, it's been in a lot of phases. I feel like the first year, um, so much changes so quickly. uh, Mm Um, because first of all, it's just a huge learning curve taking care of a a human that needs Mm -hmm. you all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's also hormones so i had some postpartum depression like i had a lot of things going on i was also breastfeeding so trying to squeeze in pumping sessions in between clients because if you don't do it enough your supply goes away so there was this like added like okay i'm going to take care of all the clients that i normally would have but then i'm also you know how hairstylist life is like you might get a lunch on a day you yeah have the cancellation like you might not you might be dehydrated and hungry and have to pee all day like that might be how it goes yeah um but then I somehow needed to find like 15 to 20 minutes every couple of hours to go sit wow. and pump <laughs> and
0: so did you schedule that in or were you literally just kind of
1: working your normal schedule and winging it? winging it now I will wow. say I was not double booking so, okay. so you would just hope you had enough hair color that, like, process times you could run away. Right. And do that. those haircut days are hard? Yeah, for real though. Yeah, uh, yeah, because so, they're
0: hard in general a haircut day because you don't get any downtime, yeah. and I can't imagine then trying to squeeze in like breastfeeding. Yeah. So
1: you know what though, it was good for like my timing, but also, in general, becoming a mom is a good lesson in letting go of everything you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, and so. I bet. I know I've always had this standard for myself of like, oh, the client expects this and that of me and they have to have their hand massage and they have to have all these things. Otherwise I'm not delivering. And, Mm -hmm. and, and one time, you know, our, our former boss, Katie, that we shared at mm-hmm. the Green Paradox, yeah. told me, yeah. like, sometimes, like, you have to realize that you're good enough is good enough. And so, yeah. like, I always try to excel to a point where I'll run myself into the ground. And, like, I want to do that whenever I can for my clients, you know? Like, I want to do totally. my very, very best. But also, if there's a day that I can't give them my best physically, like, okay, so what? I'm doing whatever I can. Yeah. Um, and so it was a good exercise in that. Um and so the first few months, I know, as far as how did it affect my, my career, I lost yeah. some clients to be honest. Mm, did you? Yeah. And not, not wow. like, you know, cause I see them in some other people's chairs in the salon and I'm so glad that they have someone taking great care of them. Like
0: yeah. my
1: girl, Sarah Beth, who does my color whenever we both have time, <laughs> which is not, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, right. like she has a couple, she took care of them while I was gone. And like, maybe it was that all along, she was a better fit for their hair. But also I know those first few months, like my first two times doing their hair back from leave, I was in the middle of my postpartum depression and like Mm. straight up survival mode and like had to give the absolute minimum to like hold it together. Totally. And so, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I hope that they don't feel like I was half passing it. Like I, like I didn't want to give them more, but like I couldn't, I wasn't giving myself even what I needed. Like there was no way no. I could do any more than I was. And that totally. that was a big eye-opener for me because I've, um, I don't know, I hadn't dealt with that level. I've had some minor depression before, things like that. But it gave me a whole lot of kind of compassion and understanding for people who deal with pretty hefty depression and hefty anxiety disorders on the daily basis. You know, like yeah. Mine comes in ways, but it's never been that bad. And so right, that was the biggest thing. Just let it go. And then when I started feeling yeah. better, I dove right back in. And Yeah um
0: uh, well yeah. I think too listening to you kind of talk about how like like balancing clients and what you need to do for them while you were dealing with postpartum depression I feel like is something that we can kind of, I mean, it's so what you have to do as a hairstylist when anything is going on in your life. Like it's such like, Uh, that kind of ties into so many things I wanted to talk about today because I think something that people don't totally realize about being a hairstylist is that like, you're there, you're doing hair, you're creating this thing for somebody that's just for them while dealing with like, like we take on their stuff that's going on with them, yeah. but we can't put our stuff on them. Right. So it's this very, it's probably for me, one of the hardest things about doing hair is like being able to take on everybody's everything while not giving them any of your crap yeah. and and then also creating this thing that makes them feel beautiful and all of this stuff. It's one of my favorite parts about what we do, but I think it's also the hardest because, and that's like an, you're going through postpartum depression is the, the more extreme end of that. But I think we kind of deal with that in a, Ton like you've probably dealt with that in your career before in smaller capacities which is
1: why you were even capable oh my gosh do it you, you deal with it every day in a tiny way like i went yeah. through a divorce while doing hair and some people didn't even right. know it i mean like you, that's kind of what you have to do if you're gonna yes. make it, you know and, yes. and not in the sense that you um shove everything away and never deal with it you just don't deal with it while you're at work so like you have totally. you have to be able to temporarily turn things off and temporarily yep. not feel things and temporarily yeah. like be the sort of like doormat where I don't want to say doormat yeah. but like some people live yeah. in this unhealthy space all the time yeah. um, of sort of like swallowing their feelings and hiding them away and, and mm-hmm. that's not what I advocate doing but we, no. we have to learn this skill of being two different people So we're on this stage where we have to embody something else. We have to decide who am I going to be to this person today, but it can't be you. You kind of have to dissociate a little bit. Right. Um, and then the rest of you can come back up. And so as soon as you get home, you burst into tears or, or as soon as what? you get that hug from your, your person, your partner, like and you, you fall yeah. apart. Like, And sometimes yeah. that'll even be at the end of a double end of a long day. I couldn't even pinpoint like, oh, this thing happened that was hard. Like it may not have even been a bad day for me. I may not have been struggling with anything. I may not have even had any really challenging clients. Yeah. But still that slow buildup over the day of, like, I'm not me. I'm being this other person. I'm taking everything on. I'm um, yeah. stressing to stay on time. You know, you get home and just cry, like, for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I, like, I <laughs> cried in the back room of the salon the other day. And this is kind of heavy, but I'm going to just tell you anyways. One of my clients told me this week that she was just diagnosed with cancer. And I had to, like – I. I really, really genuinely, like, adore this person, um, and she, but I had to, like, I, like, sat down with her while she told me this, and I needed to, like, be there with her, but I also was like, I cannot break down because I still have to give you a haircut, Yeah, and I can't be, like, crying through your haircut, right? So, like, I, I, ha- I want you to know that I care that much. But I'm stuffing it down right now and you don't know how good I am at that because I do it all day long Mm -hmm. so like I'm here with you I'm feeling this I'm devastated but I need to a be here for you because you're not here to comfort my tears because of your news so I'm going to keep it together but I also want to make sure you understand how much I care and then the second I walked away I walked in the back and I lost it. Yeah, and everyone was like, "What's happening?" And I told them, and she's like a longtime client of Parlor, so everybody knows who she is. And so, of course, now everyone is obsessed no. because we just adore her. But it was just one of those those moments of like, and then and then two minutes later, I have a new client coming in. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. so like, and now the new client has no knowledge of this, and I need to completely shake it all off brush off the tears, call, get down the redness, and now go give this new person everything I've got for them. And it's just this wild journey of like, now I'm a major connector, so I'm like in it with my people. Are you that way too, or are you more like disconnected a little bit?
1: Um, I think maybe I am definitely a connector, but maybe not quite to the same level. I think one of the other pieces I try to connect is I I like to kind of be a problem solver and an educator. So I'm a little bit more Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm in a business role. Like, Oh, you Mm -hmm. hired me. Like I'm a, I have a contract to deliver this service or this material that you've, you've hired me for. So I just connected a little bit so that I don't ever have to be. Like, I don't feel like you don't like me if you don't like my right. work. And yeah. and that's important because, and I, I try to explain this to my clients and they sometimes are like tiptoeing around, you know, not wanting to tell me what they want me to change about their hair. And I'm like desperate <laughs> for it. I'm like, oh my God, please just stop like um I don't know what do you think and just tell me like I want to know because I want it to be right like it's just nerdy like yes I need for my work to be right and to do a good job and all that so please give me that gift by just being honest and telling me and I'm not gonna and now there are some clients I connect to more than others just because I naturally do sure but because I'm probably even less of an ambivert than you are and more introvert I have to protect myself a little bit because I really do legit want to do an amazing job on my client's hair and I can't do that if my emotions are so frazzled totally so, so, it's so me withdrawing and holding back is not oh I don't want to give you everything I have it's me prioritizing and saying the the main thing you've hired me for is your hair and I really want to make sure that that's right at all costs
0: <laughs> yeah totally so then that makes me curious I feel like for me So one of the, like, one of my favorite things and one of the hardest things about what I do is the connections because it is this balance of exactly what you just said. Like, you've hired me to do your hair, and for me, it the connection sort of allows me to do better hair. Do you feel like, like, what's the thing that makes you be able to give, like for me, connecting with people, the more I know someone, the better hair I feel like I can give them. How does that kind of work for you? Does it, or is it really just like more technical? Like this is, do you get what I'm asking? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think so. And I, and I think for each client it's different. So I'm I'm sort yeah. of intuitive with it. The ones that I more naturally can identify with and connect with and, you know, there's some people you just remember kind of what they're going through more. Somehow it just comes yeah. easier. For those, yeah. it's a little more intuitive, a little more in flow. Like I, I kind of know their vibe and what they're going to like. And so if they're the kind of person who's going to say, I don't, I don't care, you know, just do what you want. I kind of know what my parameters are. Like I kind of yeah. know what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not, like what, what they're going to like and what they're not. So when like, I run an idea by it, like, yeah, 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 that's great. That sounds great. Just do it. Now I have mm-hmm. some that are just really getting and connecting to what they want with their hair is really hard. And I think you're right in the sense that it's probably because I can't connect to them at all. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And for those yeah. people, like it, it really is like, I am still going to work just as hard, if not harder at my job, mm-hmm. because I know like, I don't quite get you. So I have to take better notes. Like I have yes. to, yes, I have to write down my haircut formula. Like, okay, we talked mm-hmm. about this. This is the look we're yes. going for. This is the challenge <clears throat> they had. I sectioned it this way. Like I have two paragraphs written in here about what we talked about and which products I used to style it in their problem area, all of that. So like the more notes I have about you,
0: <laughs> maybe yeah. the
1: less connected to you, I feel, but also like, that's why the notes are there is because I still do care. Like I'm still going right. to work even harder to make sure it's good so so each person I approach it a little I still take notes even if I you know if it's something that comes naturally but like I really take notes if I feel like it's something where I'm not quite getting it like we're not quite on the same frequency but I'm still going to work for it so I kind of do both that's
0: such good advice for a younger hairstylist I feel like the note-taking I think we get so caught up in like Like, no one ever thinks to write down notes during haircuts because we just, like, have to write down color formulas and stuff like that. And I'm so – I used to be the person that was, like, you know, we have these things we call travelers, right? It's got their information on it. We write formulas down there, and then they end up in the computer, and those kind of – do you guys still kind of operate that way? Either way the point is, is I used to be the person that just, like, had all of those, like, shoved in my station, and then, like, a month (laughs) later, I'd, like, dig through and hope I actually wrote everything down and then put them in. Yeah. Now I'm, like, a crazy person about notes, and I do the same thing with haircuts, and people always say, like, oh, my God, you have such a good memory, and I'm, like, well, I do. I do just have a good memory. I think it's one of those things that you can, it gets better. Um, The more you use it, I think you can like improve that and I do but I'm also like I'm taking tons of notes because I want to do this right and I don't know that a ton of other hairstylists do that as much as it sounds like you do and maybe I do um what so what would you say is the hardest part of being a hairstylist is this stuff kind of it
1: oh uh, so it's hard for me there's it's kind of twofold um yeah because you know whenever i read about people like self-help bloggers or business empowerment people like they always teach you like oh schedule in time to meditate or schedule in time to breathe or schedule in this time between your different calendared events to mm-hmm. like reset and change modes and all that and like we don't get the chance to do that oh, Um no. and that is kind of one of the bigger things for me so like i'm i'm pretty good I'm getting a lot better, I guess I should say, at shaking off energy and at kind of resetting and, and being able to um, not just get stuck in a tailspin on my own head, if I yeah. have a minute to stop and do that. And so working on such a tight time schedule, honestly, gives me pretty major anxiety.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, so sometimes it's hard for me to tell, like, is it that this thing that's challenging, this person that's challenging is stressing me out? Or is it that I know that this is running me way over? And I'm gonna Mm -hmm. be behind for the rest of the day. Um, Yeah. I hate being rushed. Oh, I hate it. Oh my gosh. So, like, if in a perfect world, if I were to go into work and spend seven hours with one client and sort of like (laughs) take my time or whatever, like that sounds so peaceful and relaxed to me. Um, Yeah. But have, like, I, I, because I genuinely want to bring everything I can to the table, knowing Mm -hmm. that I have very limited time sometimes makes me feel less genuine. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, I don't fully see it as just this business transaction. Like I'm bringing myself to the table and and trying to help you with what you've got going on. So it is it's a hybrid for me, like, just being rushed all the time and being worried about the time. It it takes away from what I want to give sometimes because I'm thinking about like, Oh, I gotta be done so that they're not waiting half an hour and yeah um, but yeah so what we've been talking about but also just we're trying to create all this magic in this tiny bit of time and like a, and we're also therapists a little bit so sometimes like mm-hmm. you finish the hair and they're finishing their story for 10 minutes and it's like mm-hmm. oh, and I want I want to be there for you but like yes a therapist gets to say hey our time's up right like but, but save for it for us, next week yeah so right. for us though like there's a service and a certain amount of things that still have to happen no matter how chatty we are or whatever is happening so yeah. I, it's so true. Yeah. So that's hard for me, but
0: what's your favorite part? I feel like we've been talking about the challenges. Hard,
1: the hard <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like is important
0: because I genuinely wish people understood more about like it looks like our job is just oh Hegel's just now coming in, so we might hear Joey. Um I feel like a lot of people look at our careers as just this like we are like we get to play with Barbie dolls all day and I want people to know the like harder part of being a hairstylist just because A, there's hairstylists that listen to this and I want them to know that they're not alone Yes. and B, I want people to kind of have this glimpse into like a little bit of the like behind the scenes of what it's like to be a hairstylist just because We never get to talk about that stuff to them. And it's not like I want them to, it's not like I want to be like, oh, feel sorry, for us. It's not like that. I love what I do. But I do want people to know kind of the like behind the scenes. But let's flip it for a minute. What, what's your favorite part? Oh, okay. And what, and answer this. What's your favorite part about being a hairstylist? And also answer what's your favorite cutter color?
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause those are kind of two separate things.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, they are. So I do want to kind of preface this. I I was thinking about this one piece leading up to this phone call because I didn't like take notes and come up with all my answers in advance, but I did know some of the stuff we were going to be talking about and I was a little bit afraid like, oh, I don't want to get on there and talk about all these challenges and make my clients (laughs) feel like I am bitter at at them for like being in my chair. And What's really beautiful is, as it hit me, like, yes, I I want my clients to understand, like, it can be so hard, but feel great about the fact that if your hairstylist is still showing up to work every day and is still doing your hair, like, there's a reason. It is, it, yes. it is hard enough that if, if someone has stuck it out for this long... Like mm-hmm. they care and they do want to yes. be doing your hair. And there's things about you that are magical to them. And like, it does feed them in some way. Otherwise they wouldn't still be doing it. So, Absolutely. so I feel like you can't appreciate what your hairstylist feels towards you or what they want to offer you. If you don't appreciate how hard it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that's, that's a really beautiful thing about, about the challenge is it, it proves to you like, no, really it's worth it. And, and we do want to yeah. be doing it. So totally. all that. And to that point, would we be
0: having this long conversation about our career if we didn't absolutely love it? True. You know
1: what I mean? Like, would this even be happening? No, we wouldn't still be doing hair. And so it would have been no. like a passing phase for two years, like most hairstylists and we would have been yeah. done. So, totally. um, so that said, yes, what kind of keeps me showing up and keeps me going? Um, I like I kind of mentioned it earlier, like I thrive on problem solving and on finding solutions for you. So my favorite thing about being a hairstylist isn't the hair. I mean, the hair is kind of the vehicle for it just because that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing is hair. But like yeah. my consultation is so long. Um, mm-hmm. I might spend 20-25 minutes talking to someone before I pick up a brush or shears or whatever it is because it doesn't matter what skill I have if what I'm trying to achieve isn't what you wanted in the first place. Like I can give you the best Bob ever and you didn't want it and you're going to hate it. Like, it doesn't matter how good I am. If I don't know where we're headed, I can be mediocre and like really dig in and get clear on what you want. And you're going to at least be mildly pleased. (laughs) Um, So, so I really, I get, I'm such a nerd and I, dive into all these details and sometimes I think mm-hmm. annoy my clients at how many questions I'm asking and they're like just yeah. go do my hair now and I'm like no you don't understand I have mm-hmm. to know you don't um, yeah yeah because... oh my god you're gonna
0: love the episode that came out today oh good John I gotta Bradley. I gotta go listen to it we totally talked about this she has mandatory 30 minute consultations with every new client oh my gosh that's my dream I'm gonna do yes that. Okay, totally. Sorry to interrupt. I just had to say that. Yeah,
1: no, because we sometimes like if the front desk remembers get an extra 15 for a new client, but that's I, I, yeah. never enough. So oh, I'm going to do yeah. that. Okay, so well, because <laughs> and I need that because what I live for is at the end of the service, when they go, Oh, wow, like, I've never been able to get it to do that. And wow, you yes. taught me something. And I feel like I have a tool and then even better, they come back and they're like, Oh, my life was so easy like this. Yes this made my life easier and I'm like, I hear angels singing and I feel like my (laughs) life is worth something. So, and that's what, that's why I said earlier, like, I hope if something isn't working, someone will tell me because what I get Mm -hmm. joy from is them being able to genuinely say, Hey, this worked. So if you try to appease my feelings, it's actually going to backfire and do the opposite. Yes. Um, But yeah, that's my favorite thing. Um, then hair specific hair wise. um, I'm that weird person who likes really meticulous methodical things. Like my new mm-hmm. boss, Tanya, who bought this launch is like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know how you can like doing a full head foil. I can't stand still that long. It drives me crazy. I'm like, please let me just <laughs> like sit here for two hours doing something tedious. And I love it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of meditative foiling. It is. And yeah. and similarly, a very, very blunt bob is the same way for me. So um, I love sitting there like skinny section by skinny section on dry hair, cutting like a razor edge bob. And it's yeah. so good for me. I don't get to do it that often. Uh, and maybe yeah. that's why I enjoy doing it because it's this little yeah. totally separate thing. A lot of my clients come to me because I'm great at giving them texture and hair that moves that you don't have to work hard for. Cause there's no hard lines in it anywhere. Like I'm yeah. great at that hair and I love doing it, but I think because of that, It's refreshing when I get to give this, like, mathematically precise
0: haircut. I think that's one of the ways that we're, like, the most different. Like, I feel like that's probably our biggest way that we're most different. I want to be like that. I want, like, that bowl cut you did on Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. I, like, desperately, like, there's this part of me that wants to be really good at those, like, very geometric, very precision haircuts like that that is just and I can do them if I have to yeah. but they are work for me because that is like so far from my like natural way of thinking I'm so visual and so not technical that it become those become hard for me. I like well and that's probably one of the biggest reasons I miss working with you. Is because I probably that would rub off on me.
1: well well well, I I feel like it only because like I approached that haircut intuitively. I didn't have a map. I don't have like yeah, I don't have like crazy precise sections. Like I knew that she needed her hair to be easy. Remember easy hair is kinda like my thing.
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: all like went from a pivot point at her part where it was gonna be and like it had an undercut and then I just like cut little section by little section until it looked right like it I don't know I would have to approach it differently on someone else's head because I just had to do it for her head like I I can't I can't repeat it on someone else the same way yeah you could totally do that haircut how long did it take you do you think oh my gosh and it didn't get faster every time like it took me probably a full hour just to do a haircut like not including yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) that's what i was guessing yeah did you keep
0: that haircut up for a while or was it a like one shot oh no it was several several times yeah yeah oh my god Mm -hmm. i love that so much um we've touched on a lot of the big points that i wanted to without even really i haven't even hardly looked at my notes yeah um you touched on the fact that I am an ambivert. I learned this term recently. I had never heard it before. And it's funny because I have... I, there. The last time I took a personality test, it's been years, like probably 10. Um, I scored 100% extrovert, which I don't even know if that's possible. Maybe I took it wrong. I have no idea. Whoa. But <laughs> I literally scored 100% extrovert. And I feel like I have become an introvert. I spend more time alone now than ever. And I don't, I think it's a few things. I think it's the longer I'm a hairstylist, the more I have to retreat into my own little bubble. And the longer I live in New York, I live in one of the most overstimulating cities in the world, if not the most overstimulating. (laughs) And I love it. I absolutely love it. Same way as I love doing hair. But I like have to like crawl into my little whatever. You're an introvert. Have you
1: always been an introvert? Yes. Every single personality yeah. test I've ever taken, no matter what kind Myers Briggs yeah. doesn't matter, always score introvert.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's making me wonder if that's even a thing that can change. I don't know. I but I do genuine. And so this ambivert, which I talked about on another episode basically means that you're kind of a hybrid of both and you can be an extrovert when you need to be, but it takes a ton out of you. And that is like, absolutely my life. And it's for all the things that we've talked about. It's for all the like, the finding balance and the connecting and the like, you know, all of that. What? So what is... One thing, and we may have already said this, but what is one thing that you, like, wish people knew about being a hairstylist that, like, people, you don't think
1: people know? I don't think they know. I I don't know. I think the, the biggest thing is probably what I said earlier about, yeah. like yes I wish they knew it was so hard like it it takes everything in me you know on most days to do it like I want people to know that so that they can know it's because I, it's because cut I cut out pause you oh. out my dad I told my dad just tried to
0: call and I forgot that that's the one catch of recording like this is that if someone tries to call me or FaceTime it like cuts us off oh no And no one ever calls me, so I don't ever think about it. But my dad totally just tried to call me, so we need to back up. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) both okay. Just, do you remember what you just said? Say it again.
1: About um, it's hard, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I touched on before, um, you know, wishing people knew how how hard it is for for most of us who are hairstylists yeah. um but only so that they can know we're we're doing this because we want to and honestly i think yeah. a lot of hairstylists might be introverts yeah um it's it's weird how many introverted really um empath empathetic people are hairstylists which it's like the hardest yeah. person you know it's like the 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 most difficult possible combination yeah. and yet it's why we it's why we do what we do you know because yeah. we actually do care so um, knowing that it's hard so that you can know we love you and that's, yes. we love being a part of your life and it's an honor like mm-hmm. to, to, to be there for, for those things. Um, even, uh. even if it is draining. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm with you 1000% on that. Um, so
0: for our Aveda artists out there, I want to talk about Aveda for just a minute because so much has changed with Aveda since you and I worked together mm-hmm. and I, We've officially not worked together as long as we – or longer than we worked together, which is really freaking weird to me. So weird. I know. And so when I moved to New York, it was 2012, and I did a few years away from Aveda. And so a bunch of stuff changed during that, like, dry shampoo. We didn't have dry shampoo when I worked no. with Green Peridot. No, <laughs> and then so much has changed in the two years that I've been back with Aveda – so I'm just curious, do you still, and obviously you may not, if you don't, you probably wouldn't even want to say it on a podcast, but are you still loving Aveda as much as you always did? And how are you feeling about Demi Plus? I have to know.
1: Um. Yes, I still love Aveda as much as I always did. And partly yeah. because... The older I get, the more sensitive I am to things. And yeah. my environment and my skin, it freaks out really easily. Yeah. Um, I have dermatitis and all that. So, like, I will only work with a brand that I believe in and yeah. you know, how they make their products and then what goes into it. They want it to be healthy for their their artists and for their clients. Like, that is really important to me. So, I yeah. will always and forever love Aveda for that Same. reason only. <laughs> Same. Um, and so, Demi Plus... Um, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still playing with it because I had yeah. the old DEMI line forever. Yeah. And so it's just like, it was intuitive and, and ingrained in. And so at DEMI plus, I don't, I'm not so familiar. Like it's not forward, yeah. backward, you know, like the back of your hand, like I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, But I feel comfortable experimenting i don't feel like i'm frozen in fear i'm like okay let me convert this old formula into demi plus and have some confidence going in yeah um that said every time i use it I a little bit more and i like it a little bit more the more i know
0: do you guys Um, still have the old demi like that you're working through is so are you kind of like using both still right now
1: so I thought it was all gone, and then I was digging through the uh, back bar cabinet for something else. I was like, oh, look, here's some dimmer. I guess maybe we should be using that. <laughs> but there's, yeah. no, there's nowhere to store it up, like, in the visible part of the color bar, so it's kind of forgotten down there. But... Yeah. Um, no, I've been exclusively uh, transitioning everybody into the DEMI Plus. And I, yeah. honestly, I, I love it. I mean, yeah, just like I'm anything, obsessed. There's, there's new learning curves and new challenges. But totally. often the, when I have a challenge, it was my error. You know, like, yeah, I yeah. Sk- I, like I skipped the equalizing step on the ends before applying it. And then it got grabbed and kind of got gummy and I had to work harder to wash it out. Like that was on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I, when I do it like I'm supposed to and – and all like I've I've had some really great success um, with it being so versatile and, and glossing and all kind of stuff. So
0: yeah, oh my God, I'm like obsessed with it. Wait, this is making me realize that we should like text about hair more. I feel like we should like text about like like when I'm in the back room and I want to like say something. So I'm like, wait, what's your work schedule? Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> <When there laughs> in the salon, I need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but seriously, when are you in the
1: salon? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm in the salon uh, Tuesday, a double. So like, oh. I get there after eight and then I am out of there like eight thirty. depends on the day. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's a shorter day. I'm out around three, three thirty. So oh. I, I cut back one shift. Um, okay. That's another way that having a kid changed work for me. And I make a little bit oh, less yeah. because like I, you know, if I didn't have a little bit of time that wasn't there in that draining environment, like I, I wouldn't be able to show up as the mom I want to for her. Like, yeah. I only have a little bit of time when she's not at a daycare. I need to be like on for that. Yeah. And I want to engage. So I don't want to miss anything. So totally. I cut oh. my budget a little bit, but <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so Mondays I'm off. Three so um, day weekend actually Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh my God, that's my dream.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and that makes sense maybe why we don't text as much because our schedules don't totally match. Like your longest day is my day off. I don't, yeah. work on, I don't work Monday, Tuesday. Um, but you
1: you can text me here things on a day yay. I'm not in the salon. That's okay.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Because okay. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Demi Plus, And it's just like make – and just like in general, like even just talking to you about that bowl cut for a minute, I was like feeling really inspired to do one. Wait, there was something else I was just going to say while you were – oh, shoot, schedules. And now I can't remember. Well, it'll probably come to me after we hang up. And yeah. then <laughs> – then we'll save it for the next episode that we do this. This has been freaking amazing. Wait. Okay. 2019. Any goals hair-wise or life-wise that you want to share on this podcast or
1: not? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... Well, you can keep them to hair if you want. I don't know. It's almost easier for it to be something else mm. only because it's, yeah. one of, it's one of the tools... Um, that I'm finding is really helpful for me. One of the things that we didn't really get to because we're, we've talked about hair so much that was on (laughs) your outline. was Like, what do you do for you now that you're a mom? Oh my God. Yes. Bring that up. Yeah. And so one of the tiny pieces that I've started bringing in, and I'm not good at it yet is meditation. I got the headspace app and I was just like, you know what? I need this. Like I'm having anxiety. I don't know how to get my brain to shut off. I don't know how to change gears from like being at work to then, really wanting to be playful and engaged with anna and um you know my my partner brent he has done meditation for a long time and and has gently encouraged not tried to tell me what to do my life (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. gently encouraged it well this might benefit you you know yeah yeah uh, so i finally listened and went ahead and like purchased the year subscription to it and you know it has been so so good and so even when i was my hardest day If I give myself three minutes in my car before I even pull out of the parking lot, before I come home, it makes a huge difference. And then if I do, you know, at home, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, even of a guided meditation, I'm not having to like learn how to clear my mind of all thought for an hour. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not there. But no, that having that meditation practice um, for myself. And so that I also know how to show up better for my clients and for my daughter, like, um, well, that's my big thing is I really want to um, invest some time in that
0: I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the biggest thing I feel like of all the things we talked about okay so then what do you do with all of that and yeah. that's what you do mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's the like that's the thing that ties it all together like how do you show up for your clients and give them really good hair and it's showing up for yourself and that I think there's a lot of reasons I became a runner but a huge reason I became a runner there's probably the three biggest reasons I became a runner was A because I wanted to lose weight if I'm being honest B there's a lot of you know there's a lot of uh, disease in my family, yeah. reason number two and reason number three, and they are all tied for first reason number three is because I like need a thing that I do just for me yep. and kind of running. I've started exploring meditation as well. Um, I got this book. My coach recommended it to me a while back. It's called Meditate Your Weight. I think is what it's called, but it's not really that I wish it was called something else because I feel like it looks like this kind of, oh, I don't know when you tie weight into it, it can get kind of weird, but really it's just this like 21 day kind of guiding you through um, a little 21 day meditation journey where each day you have like a thing, a a mantra you focus on and a, a meditation that you do and you build from like three minutes to twenty minutes, I think, or maybe even—I don't remember what it is—but I'm feeling inspired to actually go through that book again because it taught and it like talks about all the benefits of meditation that are also physical. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And in my perfect world, I'm meditating every day. I'm doing yoga every day. I'm running some amount every day, mm-hmm. and I'm journaling every day. Like oh, those are the so four things that like make now in a perfect world, that's what I do every day. Do those four things happen every single day? No. But those four things
1: are like No, but that that's a pretty deep toolkit because you have yeah. four different choices. Like what kind yes. of time do you have today? What kind of energy do you have today? And if you can pull from one of those every day, yes. like you are good.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. Do you journal?
1: Uh well it's funny you ask because I have been lately. I um I I jumped on this little like three-week challenge i found from some life coach that i found as a guest on someone else's podcast like this weird, <laughs> weird weird circular thing anyway so yeah every day like there's a little challenge and like a journaling question and it has been so good and some days i'm kind yeah. of like i'm not feeling it and i start writing about this question and some pretty cool stuff comes up because it yeah. like i have to my mind has to slow down to yes. the speed that I can write, yeah. <laughs> which is a yeah. lot slower. And so I'm able to really see my thoughts and, yes. and actually experience them and look at them and like learn a lot <laughs> about what's going yeah. on in my brain. Um, I
0: never thought about it that way. Like you have to slow down
1: your thoughts to write. Yes.
0: That must be why I freaking love it so much. I've never even really connected those dots. Yeah. Like, it Like
1: it forces you to, to meditate because meditating doesn't have yes. to be getting clear in your mind of thought. It's watching your thoughts as they go yes. by. But sometimes when they're, you're stuck in like this dizzying spiral of anxiety or your to-do list or whatever it is, you're not really even thinking about anything. You're, you're just kind of like stuck in this vortex. And so yeah. having to put your pen on the paper sort of brings you to a grinding halt and like you only have room for whatever is going on to the page, which is really peaceful and nice for me.
0: Seriously. That's making me feel like when I only have so much time, I want to like lean towards uh, journaling because I've never even thought about it as a form of meditation, but it absolutely is. Absolutely. I'll even do it on the train sometimes. Like if I need to just like get thoughts on paper, but like I had, you know, I'll just do it in a note in my phone, like journal entry for this day. And I just like go.
1: It counts. That's amazing. It t-
0: yeah. Right. Are you reading anything good right now? Ooh. Or have you read anything good in 2018 that I should know about?
1: Okay. So one of the things that I loved, actually it was on audible. So Ooh. it was the art of possibility. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. So it's a married couple that wrote it. And if you have Audible or you have the means to listen to it, I highly I do. recommend it that way. Yes. Oh, you the, did tell I, me this. Yes, I did. And it's the two authors reading it. Oh, um God. and so it's it helps you get that unique instead of trying to keep up in print, like, oh wait, who is this writing now? Is it from his perspective or hers? Like it's just so yeah. easy and, and it's fluid when you're listening to it. Cool. And it's kind of magical. Like it's this really fun perspective and mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really fun. And I recommend it. Yes. Thank you. I totally just wrote that down and I'm going to download it in audible when we hang up. Awesome.
0: Um, this has been amazing, but like more than I could have ever imagined. I just adore you. We are going to do this more often. I don't even care if we're recording it. I know <laughs> Although we might always, I have to ask you the final question that I ask everyone before we hang up. Ooh, You're I making almost, a pizza. I almost forgot about this What? So <sighs> You're making a pizza. Or you're going to get a pizza. What do you put on it?
1: Hmm. So, Or you can
0: tell me both if it's different. Like yeah, if, you so, make, if you're going to go.
1: I, I feel like normally my answer would have been different. But I think I'm going to go with right now. My knee jerk. What sounded good to me today. Yeah, Is oddly black olives. Ooh. And like onion and bell pepper. Oh yeah. That that sounds that's so probably good. it. Like kind of simple,
0: nice. That sounds amazing. Um, okay, well, we're gonna hang up because I feel like we could go for days, and I, we're gonna do it again. So I feel like we can we can leave some things untouched. Emily, I adore you. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It was so good to catch up and hear your voice and hear, I feel like so inspired right now. So thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Shirley. It is a hundred percent mutual. And I feel like we only ever text or talk in person. Like we don't ever yeah. talk on the phone or this way, I but know. I feel like we need to now. No, yes. And we absolutely will. Um. All
0: right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome week.